1: Your Faithful Giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message.
0: If you've been connected with me on social, you already know where we're going uh, tonight as it relates to this new series. But if you haven't, it's going to bless you real good. Let's make our confession of faith together. I'm in my year of jubilee. I'm expecting celebration, emancipation, and restoration every day. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, have your way. Get the glory out of everything tonight. We tell you these two things. We are open, and we are ready. Speak to us with strength speak to us with power don't let us leave this building the same way don't let us log off the same way god on any online platform that we are on we tell you that you can speak to us strong tonight speak to us authoritatively tonight god let us experience greatness in every area of our lives lift your hands and worship god for eight seconds like he's gonna make every area of your life great eight come on youtube seven six come on facebook five Come on on the app and the website for three, two, one. Fist bump somebody around you. Say greatness is all on you. Greatness is all on you. Greatness is all on you. So listen, we are still, and I need you to hear me clearly as we start this new series tonight. We are still in the midst of the spring feast. I need you to open your mouth and say that. Say we're still in there. As you know, the Bible is not based off of the Gregorian calendar, which goes from January through December. It's based off of the Hebrew calendar, and that Hebrew calendar has seven major feasts. What are those feasts? It's when heaven interrupts the status quo. I need you to hear me. God has still not interrupted everything yet. There are some areas of your life, God says, I'm still getting ready to interrupt, which means don't you be frustrated if you haven't seen it yet. There's still one more month left in these feasts where God says you will see sudden fast forward movement in every area of your life make sure you're sitting next to somebody expecting and just say sudden fast forward movement tell them. Online, type it in the comments, SFFM, Sudden Fast Forward Movement. Now, in this, there are four spring feasts. Leviticus 23.5 starts them out. Passover, I to you about that in our series, How to Spring Forward. Uh, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, I taught you about that on How to Spring Forward. Uh, verse 8 says that in the middle of these feasts, we are to present an offering by fire, which means during the feast, we are to sow sacrificially. That's why during our giving time of our experiences, I teach you this weekly. Why? So that you can prepare yourself to sacrifice because god says i tie your sudden fast forward movement to your sacrifice you missed that I tie just how fast you're gonna move to just how much you sacrifice. Pay attention, it's not about the amount, it's about the faith that's required to sacrifice. Because if it's a sacrifice, this means it's not comfortable to do. If it's a sacrifice, this means it's not easy to do. So it's not about equal giving, it's about equal sacrifice, which means we will sow differently. But what we sow will be a sacrifice, and God says, I'm gonna tie your sudden fast-forward movement to your sacrifice. Let me check the building and online to make sure I got some people who say, God, I do not mind sacrificing because i know my sacrifice is about to bring some sudden fast forward all of you that are going to sacrifice let's give them a sacrifice of praise right through here go 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 hallelujah so, then, look, when you get to verse 10, it says the Feast of first fruits. I taught you about that. That's Resurrection Sunday. And then finally, verse 16 is the day of Pentecost, which is 50 days after Passover. That's the end of this month of May, and that's the final of the spring feast. So I need you to open your mouth. Say, we're still in the feast. In the feast. Say, I'm still in sudden fast forward movement. Come on, I need you to prophesy. Say, and I'm still going to get a call with good news. Say, and I'm still going to get an approval. And I'm still going to get an email with good news. And I'm still going to get debts canceled. Now, I just read you a praise report of how an individual got a phone call from a friend saying, I want to pay off the balance of your debt. And the balance they paid was more than the person paid. Which means God says, I got somebody, I'm waiting. And they're about to release something to bless you. Would you just touch three people around you and say, God's got somebody waiting to bless you. They're waiting to bless you. They're sitting back. Maybe you ain't even met them yet. Maybe you're going to meet them in the store. Maybe you're going to meet them at Target. Maybe you're going to meet them in church. That's why you shouldn't act crazy with people. You might be sitting next to the person that's about to write you a check. Just look at them and say, sudden fast forward movement. So, our last series, you can be seated. Our last series was called How to Spring Forward. Because God isn't stagnant, nor is God stuck, and neither should we be. This new series we're starting tonight is called How to Be Great. It's going to pick up right where we left off. Everything. Say everything. Everything that God does and everything that God allows in your life is for your movement. And what is movement? Change or development. Change can happen instantly. And for some of y'all, this month of May, you need to hear me. Your movement is going to happen so quickly. At 731, it's going to be one thing. At 732, it's going to be a whole nother thing. Y'all better hear me. I promise you I know what I'm talking about. One moment it's going to be one house, and then the next moment it's going to be a whole... Y'all not going to talk? One moment you're going to get one bill, and then the next moment they're going to call you and say, actually, we owe you. Change can happen instantly and change can happen suddenly. Development, though, takes time and it happens in stages. And sometimes when you're changing and when you're developing, you don't see both of those things happening because you're the thing that's being changed. I want you to pause for the cause to celebrate all of the sudden changes. Watch me that haven't been around you, but that have been in you. Because for many of you, had you been dealing with this month what you were dealing with a year ago? If it was a year ago, you would not have handled it as well as you did. Matter of fact, you would have snapped, on and popped. You would have cussed everybody and they mammy me out, you yeah. But there has been change and development on the inside of you. I just need you to encourage somebody close to you. Say, God is so proud of how you've been handling this. See? You've not been perfect, but guess what? You've been consistent. Guess what? You've been faithful. Guess what? You have been making sure that you did not get stuck in the movement, that you did not get stuck in your progress but then not only is it change of development it is a change of your location or your position and whatever i've been saying to you all in the month of april during our series that for some of you that will be a physical location change because you're going to get to your place called jaira jireh is not a name of god it's really a place in god when abraham uh, creates this name that is attributed to god abraham was literally obeying an instruction from the lord to sacrifice isaac isaac was the promised son isaac was the son uh, that god said this is the thing i have promised you so i need you for a season watch me i need you to think you're gonna have to give up your promise I need you to think you're going to have to give up what you prayed for. I need you to think that you're going to have to give up what you fasted for. I need you to think that it's not going to be exactly what I told you it was going to be. And for some of you, God says, I want to see if you still are going to be faithful, even when you think that, watch me, that you're going to have to give up your promise. I need to make sure I'm not in a room with people that only love him because of what he does for them. But if the Lord gives, I'm good. If the Lord takes, I'm good. If he says yes, I'm good. If he says no, I'm good. Where are the people at that can say I will bless the Lord with at all times? Which means whatever his answer is, my response is, thank you, Jesus. So, literally, as he's getting ready to sacrifice Isaac, the Bible says that in the moment he's getting ready, he draws the knife back, the next instruction comes. And this is why faithful church attendance is important in the building or online. Why? It's because you need the next instruction. God's first instruction said, uh, not crucify, kill Isaac. That was God's first instruction. His second instruction was, wait, don't do that. There's a ram in the bush. Can you imagine had Abraham not been faithful to hear the next instruction, he would have killed Isaac and been mad at God. And for some of y'all, you're angry at God because of your unfaithfulness, because you're too inconsistent to get the next instruction. But I pray that a consistency would hit your life. Oh, my God. I pray a consistency would be on you to where you make it your business to be faithful. That's why you got Sundays. That's why you got Mondays. That's why you got Wednesdays. That's why you got pop-ups. Why? You need the next instruction. Touch somebody close to you. Say, I pray consistency hit your life. you're going to be consistent in your time. You're going to be consistent in your serving. You're going to be consistent in your giving. You're going to be consistent in your worship. You're going to be consistent in forgiving people that you don't want to forget. You are going to be consistent so he gets the next instruction. Then the next instruction says, do not sacrifice Isaac. Instead, of what I want you to do is recognize I have a ram in the bush for you. I have provision. So the, every step you took, Abraham, to obey me, I let this ram take a step to be the sacrifice in the place of Isaac, which means you won't see your provision until you take your steps to obey. And for some of you keep saying, God, show me and I'll do it. And God says, I ain't showing you nothing until you walk. And when you take one step, your ram going to take another step. I dare you to find a partner in the building. Watch me. I grab you to find some, dare you to find somebody online or stretch your hands towards me if nobody's with you. Say, when I step towards you, you step towards me. Tell them. Tell them. Take a step. Take a step. Take a step. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening with your provision. Every time you take a step, God says your answer's getting closer. Every time you take a step, your provision's getting closer. Every time you take a step, your breakthrough's getting closer. Grab a seat. Let's go let's go let's go so as abraham is taking steps to walk up this mountain god is sending this ram to take a step on the other side of the mountain and right when he's getting ready to sacrifice isaac God says don't do it there's a ram in the bush and the bible says abraham names that place jireh for the lord provided which means there is a place in god where provision will find you There is a place in God where you'll get emails that you didn't even ask to get that will be the answer that you need. There is a place in God where God will have people to reach out to you to offer you exactly what you need, but you never reached out to them to get the information in the first place. What if I told you in the month of May you're going to be in your gyro? Oh my God. I'm not talking to everybody, but for those of you I'm talking to, I'm going to give you three seconds to release a praise right there. Go three. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. Am I talking to? Shout, Jaira. So, so, so. look at this. Everything God does, everything God allows in your life is for change and development. Change um, or development. Uh, it is for your t- change of your location or your position. For some of you, that's physically. Um, for some of you, that's in your mind. Your location and your mind needs to change because you keep seeing yourself in a position you're not in. You still see yourself struggling, and you're not. Let me prove it to you. You you got struggle habits. What do you mean? You got enough money, but yet you rolling up that toothpaste like it. Okay, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me? You still have struggle habits. Y'all ain't going to talk? Y'all ain't going to talk? Y'all ain't going to talk? You have struggle habits. You're not in an abusive relationship, but every time things get heated, you immediately go back to the place where you were abused. So now you scared because it was an argument. That ain't a fight, that's an argument. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me tonight. Right, right. I pray your location and your mind be in the exact place God needs your mind to be. I pray your mind not be in Egypt when you're in your promise. I pray your mind not be in a bad situation when you're not in one. For some of you, you keep saying you're in a valley. No, you're not. You, you in fact, haven't been in a valley for a while, but your mind has told you that you've been in a valley. I rebuke every negative, self-deprecating, evil thought that would bombard your mind. And I pray your mind will be in the right place at the right time. So, so, so everything. Say everything. Yes. Everything that God does, everything that God allows in our life is for movement. Now, pay attention to this. Everything He does, everything He allows, is for what? Movement. movement. Now, look at this. Psalm seventy-one, twenty-one. The psalmist says this: "You will increase my greatness." This means every area of life. Listen to the words: "You will increase my greatness," which means God is all about your greatness increasing which means anything around you that's decreasing, God has to dismiss it. What if you never lost anybody? You were just so used to carrying baggage that you thought they were part of your increase when they were really your decrease. You've never lost a friend. That was baggage. I ain't gonna talk. He says, you will increase my greatness, every area of my life, and comfort me. Watch this word again, which means in the verse where he's talking about God increasing his greatness, he is simultaneously confessing that this thing called greatness is not free. This thing called greatness has a fee. How do you know? If he needed to be comforted again, what was the cost of his greatness increasing? Because he's telling you to get great, it wasn't comfortable. And for some of you, this is where you're at right now. God has been crucifying the good you. Because there was a great you that needed to come out. Y'all not going to talk to me. This is why some people do not like you and they don't know you. It's because when greatness shows up, it makes good recognize it ain't that hot. This is why some, you just want too much. You're just too aggressive. You stuck up. you arrogant. No, you just recognize greatness and I refuse to come down. Look at somebody and say, come down for what? I'm not coming down because this makes you feel good about being that low. I'd rather eat by myself than eat with people that want me to come down. I, I'd rather go to the movie by myself than go with somebody that want me. I wish I had some people in this building and online, that say if God promised me greatness, then greatness is what it's going to be. So so what was the cost of his greatness? He reveals it in the previous verse. Psalm 71 20. He says, though you have, look at this verse, allowed. So everything that God Does Everything that God allows is for your movement. So watch his movement. You allowed me to experience how much trouble? Much trouble. What's another word for much? Great. He said, to get great, I had to go through great trouble. Let me help some of you understand why your life has never been like everybody else's. Why when you look at other people, you're like, God, why couldn't I have had their lives? Because the truth be told, you don't want their life. Because that's the life of an average settler. And that's not the life you were created to live. But I me. Mean, never compete with people and let them feed to you. Well, I think you should do this. I think you should do this. If I take your opinion, that means I'd have your life. And why in the world would I want that? Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I need you to open up your mouth Wednesday. Make this declaration. Please say greatness has a fee. He says, though you have allowed me, though you have allowed me to experience much of great trouble. Watch me. And distress which means to have greatness, it required great trouble. This is why your trouble has always been bigger than you. You've never faced something your size. You have always faced Goliath. But come here, David. You face Goliath because there's a greatness that's on the inside of you. There's a greatness that is you. That Watch me. That if the enemy recognizes it and he had to send you a Goliath, why in the world haven't you figured it out about yourself? Could it be that you're not trash? You're not a mistake? You're not a failure? You're not low? Could it be that you're so great that the enemy had to release his greatest attacks against you? Because he saw your greatness what if this month you were finally going to see your own oh my God Wednesday make sure you sit next to a person of faith touch them and say greatness is all over you come on type that in the comments it's all over you it's all over you when people see you they see it I pray you see it this month when you show up they sense it that's why they shut up and get quiet why because greatness just showed up and when let's go 71 to 20, though you have allowed me to experience much trouble, great trouble, and great distress. Look at what he's saying. He's saying, this is the price I had to pay. He says, you're increasing my greatness, but the way you increase my greatness is trouble. The way you increase my greatness is things that stress me out. What is stress? Pressure. There's a type of pressure called tensile strength, or strength called tensile strength. Tensile strength is an internal strength. It means how much pressure can a thing take internally before it snaps? You ready? I want to talk to some of y'all where you felt like you real close to that. I want you to pay attention to the fact that you have not snapped. Which is proof that God knew how much pressure he could put on you and allow you to experience and while you said, I'm about to snap, but you didn't know, but I'm about to give up, but you didn't know, but I feel like quitting, but you didn't know. I need you to celebrate the fact you may have felt it, but you never did it. I. Oh, my God. Look, look, look. He says, though you have allowed me to experience much trouble and distress, revive me once again. Bring me up once again from the depths of the earth. Bring me up once again from the depths of the earth. He says, this thing took me down. But the only reason that it felt like it was taking me down is because for something to ascend, first has to... So let's see if you're a good class. I talked to you about the eagle, and in the Bible you and I are often likened unto eagles. Um, an eagle doesn't just come off the ledge flying. For an eagle, and, and think about this, we eat chickens an eagle is on the back of your money, which means an eagle represents greatness, which means if I want to study greatness, I study the eagle because the eagle will show me where I'm headed. So when an eagle is getting ready to fly, Anthony, an eagle, what it does is an eagle doesn't just come off flapping. And for some of you, this is what you thought it was going to be. It's going to be a year of jubilee, and I'm just going to be, I'm just going to be flying. I'm just going to be flying. Look at somebody say, that's not how this works. Instead, what an eagle does is when an eagle is getting ready to take off into flight, it first dives. And that dive looks like the eagle is going to crash. The eagle will get right up on the surface of the water or the surface of the ground. Oh, my God, this going to make me shout. And right when it looks like the eagle is about to crash you one day, the eagle turns up. Because I needed all of that to get some lift up under my wings and I'm going to tell somebody God got you right to the point where it looked like you were going to crash but you're about to turn up I need you to give God a radical praise for five seconds right there go five four three two, type turn up in the comments one, look at somebody say let's turn up wrong neighbor tell somebody else, say let's turn up Wrong neighbor. Try a third one. Say, let's turn up. So watch. So watch. So I got a runner. So watch. So what does the eagle do? When the eagle's diving, it puts its wings right next to itself. And for some of you, this is why you haven't been feeling a lot of people lately. Y'all ain't going to talk to me? This is why you looked at the phone and be like, I'll call them back. I... This is why people are like, let's go eat. You're like, nah, let me just get some DoorDash. I ain't really trying to talk to nobody right now. It's not that you are being antisocial, it's just that I am getting ready to step into a place called sudden fast forward movement. Which means I gotta keep them myself right now. I can't be bothered with everybody else and everybody else's issues because too much of my life I spent solving everybody else's problem. In this season of my life, I'm about to solve my. So the eagle puts its wings like this as it's going down. And it looks like it's going down. And then right when it's getting ready, it opens its wings. And for some of y'all, God says things are about to open for you. But it won't happen until you open your mouth. Y'all didn't hear what I just said. I will give you exactly what I heard you say. Numbers 14, 28. In this building, end on line. Say, things are opening up for me. uh, Say, doors are opening up for me. Opportunity is opening up for me. Say, I'm opening up to new possibilities. You ready? So look, greatness, greatness isn't free. Greatness has a fee. You got to pay up to go up. You got to pay the toll to turn up. You ready? Say greatness has a fee. So let's define what great is. Here's some simple definitions. We'll go into more detail on Sunday. Simple definitions. Above the normal. Mm. You are not normal. You've never been normal. In fact, normal ticks you off. Watch me. Above average. (laughs) You are not average. It's above the normal or average ability, quality, or distinction. Say this about yourself. Say you are above average. You're not regular. You're not the norm. Since you're not the norm, since you're not regular, since you're not average, this also means that your trouble won't be. This also means this also means that what stresses you out won't be. See the things that stress you out, other people stressing over paying cable bills, you stressing over million dollar budgets. Okay, yeah. yelling. Yeah, like, uh, other people are stressing over things that you're like, uh, and you're stressing over stuff that is so much more significant than that. Why? Because since you're not average, since you're not normal, since you are not the regular, this means your warfare, your trials, your tribulations, your issues won't be. Pay attention to this. Um, Not only is greatness something the psalmist speaks of, greatness is a promise that God makes us in Genesis chapter 12. Say this is his promise to me. So often you'll hear people in church standing on the promises of God and they don't really know what they're talking about. So let me make this clear for you. Every time God says something to Abraham, it's as if he is saying it to us because Galatians teaches us that anything spoken to Abraham is if he spoke it to us, all right? Anything God promises his people in the word, it's as if he's promising that same thing to us. Why? Because Acts says that the Hebrews were like the church in the wilderness. We are the church today, which means anything he said to them that as a promise I can apply to me. So, Genesis 12 and 2. Pay attention to them numbers. Say, I'm about to witness something. To witness two is the biblical number of witness. Twelve is the biblical number of foundation. God says, what if I took the first four months to get your foundation right? Because in May, you're about to... Okay, all right, let's go. Genesis 12, 2. And I will make you a... Say it with me. Great nation. And I will bless you abundantly and I will make your name great. That means exalted and distinguished and you shall be a blessing, a source of great good to others. So in this one verse, three times we see the word great in the amplified translation. Let's read it one more time because he's talking to you. And I will make, say your name, a great nation. Let me say, what do you mean a great nation? This means anything attached to you will be great. They will know you're doing it because it's great. They'll know it was your co-workers because it's sloppy and half put together. Say, everything I touch will reflect greatness. And I will bless, say your name, abundantly and make your name, say your name, great, which means your name will be exalted, which means if there's a list, mine gonna be at the top. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. It'll be distinguished which Means it's gonna stand out. Everybody else gonna be regular print. Yours gonna be in bold. Everybody else gonna be italics. Yours gonna be a bigger size. What does God say? You're always gonna stand out, no matter where you are, no matter where you go. So just get comfortable with it, cause I called you to be great. You're always gonna stand out. 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 And they will see it. I hope you see what they see, which is why they hate on what they do see. And I will make your name great. And you shall be a blessing, a source of great good to others. Which means God says, I don't just need you to have average, because you can't bless nobody if you're average. I need you to have abundance so that you can be a great source of good and blessing to other people. I need you to look at everybody on your row and say, we're the blessers. Uh, Now, see... I'm not just the blessed, I'm the blessor. Which means when God needs to get somebody something, run that through me. When God needs to bless somebody else, run that through me. When God needs to lift somebody else up, run that through me. When God needs to get some money to somebody else, run that through me. Open your mouth and say, I am the blesser. Why is that important to understand? Because, you ready for this? If you are the blesser, this means that often... You will pour, 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 pour. You ready? And that's your assignment. I want to talk to those of you, I do all of this and no one ever, shut up! That's your assignment. You say, Bishop, that was kind of rough. I can say it, rougher. I just do all of this for all these people and know nobody ever, this is your assignment. This is why God gives you someone greater to lead you so that you can be poured into, so you can keep pouring. Y'all not going to say nothing to me. This is why God gives you iron to sharpen you, so then that way you can go full with aluminum. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Why? This is your assignment, and I need you to understand the assignment that you're going to pour and be a blessing to other people. Watch me. The reason they need you is because they can't bless you. Y'all not talking to me. This is why let them talk about you. But I bet you sure needed me to pray. Let them talk about you. But I needed you. But I bet you needed me to let you hold something. Let them try to call you crazy. But I bet you needed me to pray you out of suicide. I understand my assignment. Gotta understand your assignment. Because if you're the blesser, this means your assignment is to bless people who can't do nothing for you. That's the assignment. God says, and I'll fill you back up, and I'll be your source, and I'll be your provider. You're looking for thank yous. God said, why are you looking for thank yous for people who don't have anything? This is your assignment. Look at somebody and say, this is your assignment. You are the blessor, which means you're doing for people what they don't have the ability to do for you in the first place. So part of your greatness means that your life will be spent, watch me, pouring into people who never reciprocate See how quiet it just got? Because you want everybody you help to say they can at least say thank you. You better learn how to tell yourself good job. You better learn how to. Matter of fact, pat somebody close to you on the back online. Do the pat emoji. I don't know if it's a pat emoji or something. Just say pat on the back if you don't know the pat emoji. Watch, watch me. Say, this is the pat on the back for all the good you've done. Say, good job. Now go get blessed again so you can be a blessing to somebody else. You wanted a pat on the back. There it goes. There it goes. Say, I am the blessing. So watch this. Watch this. Grab a seat. Let's go. Let's go. You've never been normal. You've never been average in your abilities. Even when you thought you weren't that good, to everybody else, they thought you were amazing. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed? Have you noticed? You were like, oh, that wasn't nothing. Oh, that was so amazing. Oh, my God. You did amazing. That was great. And you're like, that wasn't nothing. Because when you're great, you are always competing with yesterday's version of yourself. See, watch me. You've never been normal. You've never been average in your abilities, in your qualities. The way you do things has never been average. In fact, people will tell, it don't really take all of that. You don't think it does when you're average. But greatness recognizes it took this and some more. To be honest, we need to spend five more minutes and go do it again the right way. I can't stand average people around me because it it puts a hurting on my neck. Why? Because I don't know how to dwell in a realm that doesn't reflect the greatness of the God that I serve. I don't know how to dwell in a realm that does not reflect the greatness of the God that saved me, healed me, delivered me, provided for me, opened doors for me, got me alive today. Look at your neighbor and say, everything we do has to be great. So for every person, it don't take all of that. You shut up. We didn't ask your average opinion. Oh, this is going to be an aggressive series. It's going to be an assertive series. Because some of y'all, you've been letting average people keep you in a box. And you're about to bust out that box. You've been letting average people keep you locked in a city. You've been letting average people keep you locked in a career path. But I need everybody to open up your mouth and say, but I'm coming out. I don't like the way you said it. Say, But I'm coming out and stepping into greatness. You've never been normal or average in your abilities, your qualities, nor your distinctions. Your distinctions are what make you unique. Your distinctions are what make you different. You're like Joseph. Everybody else had coats, he had a coat of many colors. This is why even when you try to fall back, who am I talking to? They pull you forward. And for some of you, watch me. You have gotten so used to falling back that it takes God pushing you, okay? Because everything God does and everything that God allows is for your movement. And that movement is always going to be to move to greater. So, so you ready? You ready? Say, I've never been average. This is why when you date average people, talk to me. See, for some of you, watch me. Their one assignment in life is to try to get you to come down to the level they can produce at. You got too many high standards. You ain't got none. Ain't no women like that out there. Oh, just because you're not doesn't mean she don't exist. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing. Ain't no man gonna do that. Just because you don't, don't mean this, that they, he's not out there. There are 8 billion people on this planet. For you to think I gotta settle for your trifling. Oh. Hold my tongue, Jesus. You Y'all ready? You just expect too much from your friends. No, I expect friends. What you are used to is as associates that get temporary promotions they didn't deserve. Two friends. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me? Y'all ain't going to talk? Okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. You've never been normal. You've never been average. And your qualities, no distinctions, because you've had a reach in you. How many of you can be honest that your whole life, and and be honest, so if it's not you, it's okay. It's okay. We're going to touch you in a minute, and it'll be you. But your whole life, there's always been this reach for more, this reach for greater. This reach for like, that's good, but I... Nice. See, some of you don't see it because it's so your second nature, you don't even know that it's a reach. It's your second nature. Uh, they say, do this project, and you don't just do the project, you, you take it above and beyond. There's people that I think of that I'm like, I, when I need something like that done, give it to them, because I know I'm going to get that thing back, it's going to be good, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be handled You ready? You ready? For some of you, greatness is such your second nature, you don't even recognize it's great. It's regular to you. Which means, for you, for God to get greater out of you, that means He's gonna have to put greater pressure on you. It's your second nature. And because that's just the way you move, that's just the way you operate, God says, okay, I got to make sure you don't become settler, become a settler, become comfortable. So I got to make sure I put the right amount of pressure on you because it's your second nature to be great. So since I want greater out of you, I got to put greater on you. And I need you to encourage somebody next to you, but say, but you got this, you got this. Say, there's a reach in me that won't let me settle. Say, there's a reach in me that won't let me settle. There's a reach in me that won't let me give up. There's a reach in me for greater. There's a reach in me for greater. So let's go back to Sunday. There was a woman (laughs) with an issue of blood. and This wasn't no regular woman. The Bible introduces her in Mark chapter 5. As a woman in the crowd that had suffered, if she suffered for that long, she wasn't no average woman. What do you do when part of the greatness God has to get out of you requires you to suffer? What is suffering? It is when you are dealing with pain that you cannot change. Okay. Okay. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with what? Constant bleeding. And what did I teach you on Sunday? Blood represents life. 12 years represent foundation. So pay attention. What's really going on here? For 12 years, she's got issues in her life that she cannot do anything about. But God allows these issues because everything that God does and everything that God allows is from movement. Watch me. Woman, you weren't an average woman in the first place. But you got what an average man. This is how you got your issue of blood in the first place, y'all. Let go, said And for some of y'all, you better thank God for every average friendship He canceled, for every average relationship He canceled, for every average situationship He canceled, for every average entanglement He canceled. Please fist bump somebody. And say thank God for the cancellation. Bishop, how did you get there? Well, if you remember on Sunday, I taught you that one of the things the Torah, the first five books of the Bible teaches us, is that one of the curses that one could bring upon themselves for entering into inappropriate sexual relationships was a flow that could not be stopped. Which suggests to us that the issue she has is an issue that she was partly responsible for. But what happens after she says, okay, God, forgive me, but the suffering continues. He's gone, the issue remains. And a woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding, which means every day she's bleeding. Every day she's bleeding. Everything that she touches, it's bloody. Her sheets are bloody. Her clothes are bloody. Her, her, whatever that is, is bloody. Her jeans are bloody. What do you do when everything you touch represents the issues you've been through? What are you doing every time we interact with you? We're, we're punished for stuff we didn't do to you. <laughs> Everything you touch represents what your daddy did 30 years ago. Because you treat every man you meet as your father. Y'all ain't gonna talk. Everything that she touches is bloody. Which means she, she can't even get comfortable. She, she, can't even, she can't even enjoy this life she's living which means we don't know what segment of life. If I was to go deep, I I could go really deep. I won't, um, because there's actually a medical condition likely for what she suffered from, and this medical condition often affects certain types of individuals at a certain stage and place in their life. So we can ascertain that this woman was in, in her 30s. She was likely in her 30s. So that means from 30 until 42, So a decade of your life, plus two. You spin with an issue of constant bleeding. Every time you wake up, your issue's there. When you go to lunch, your issue's there. When you're trying to scroll on TikTok, your issue's there. When when you're laying down, your issue's there. When you're on your job, your issue's there. When you're out to eat, your issue's there. This is why for some of you, you can be having a good day and then your issues show up and then ruin a good day. Am I talking to anybody in this spirit of life? When you've been doing good, then all of a sudden your issue will be like, what up, though? Oh, you thought you got rid of me? It was constant. But guess what? Who else was constant? She was how do you know this what no average woman is because who are you if God would allow you to go through this for 12 years and know that you would persist until you got to your promise could somebody close to you please say you constant too you're constant too verse 26 see it suffered a great deal say that's the fee and what does greatness have a fee see suffered a great deal from many doctors. And what did I tell you on Sunday? We look at her often as a victim, but she's not. Because the fact that she can go to many doctors means that this woman has great access. Think about it, even in culture today, if a person uh, is gonna be able to travel and go see specialists that specialize, this means they've got access that everybody else doesn't have. And I came to tell some of you tonight, while you're complaining about your great issue, you need to pay attention to your great access. Because you've got access other people wish they had. You're not talking to me. You, 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 you sit in seats other people wish they could sit in. You process emails for somebody that wished. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. What you do other people wish they could do. Touch your neighbor say you've got great access. And over the years had spent everything she had To pay them, which means she didn't, look at me, she didn't have unpaid medical debt. Because the Bible says that she paid all the doctors. I I need you to pay attention, which means she had good credit. Y'all ain't going to talk, which means this was a great woman that said, this issue is not going to tear down the other areas of my life. Y'all ain't talking. And for some of y'all, while you're complaining about this one issue, you need to thank God that it's not tearing down the other areas of your life. Because she paid the doctors, which means she had good credit. Can I teach this thing? Which means she had good credit, so she wasn't accumulating medical debt and not paying the doctors. The Bible says that she literally spent everything she had to pay them, so she has great access. But what else does she have? Great resources. Question, are you paying attention to your issue or your resources? Because if you're paying attention to your issue, you will think you don't have resources. But if you pay attention to your resources, you will see that your issue is a problem that simply needs a solution. And I may have to go through a few no's to get to a yes. I may have to go through a few denials to get to a yes. You may have to be like a Colonel Sanders and go to a thousand people to tell you no. But that's all right. I only needed one yes. She had great access. She has great resources. Pay attention. And the Bible says, but she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. So what does she have? Great strength. This woman is not an average woman because every day when she gets up and she got blood on this, you know what she does? Oh, that's okay. I'll just get another one. <laughs> See, uh-uh, some of y'all are missing it. While you are looking at some of what you've had to do, you're ignoring the fact that you had it to do it. Uh Uh-uh, Wednesday, I don't like your response right there. See, while you're looking at, oh, I had to do all of this, I had to do all of that, you're not paying attention to the fact that you had the resources and the access and the strength that you needed to do it. What kind of woman is this that she can keep getting up and everybody sees her issue because when you were unclean, you had to dress in a certain way so everybody knew you had an issue and she's still getting up looking for solutions. What kind of greatness I wish you look at somebody closely and say, "There's greatness all over you." Come on, online, you type that. Tell somebody, "There's greatness all over you, and there's greatness all in you," which means it's gonna come out of you, and everybody gonna see the greatness that is on your life. There's a fee. She has great access. She has great resources, but she has great strength. How do you know how strong you are? Okay. So, in February of, what was it, 22, when I started going to the gym, I told you I never liked going to the gym. I I wanted to retain my neck. And so, um, I just saw too many people who would go to the gym and they would leave with no necks. And uh, heads, shoulders, knees and toes, you know. And so, I said, Lord, I want to keep my neck. And so, I, I didn't like going to the gym. I didn't like the smell of a gym. I didn't like, I did I just, just gym, I just didn't like none of it. But, but the Lord said, okay, for this next fitness goal you have, you're going to have to do something different. And so, literally, I get pushed to this place where, okay, well, look, I got to go to the gym. Ready? And so, when I go into the gym, you know, I started with a certain weight. And when I used to go to the gym, I mean, I would sweat. And when I'm saying sweat, I'm like, whew, sweat. You understand? Ready? Okay. Until I built up strength. And when I built up strength, what used to make me sweat, you'll catch it in a minute. What used to make me sweat, once I built up a certain level of strength, it was not even a challenge for me anymore. What are you trying to tell me, Bishop? What if God is showing you how strong you are by showing you the weight that no longer even makes you break a sweat? it no longer stresses you out. It no longer frustrates you. How do you know that you're strong? That you can get a crazy email from somebody and say, I ain't even reading this. I saw the trick it's from Delete. Y'all ain't going to talk to me Wednesday. Open up your mouth and say, you have great strength. But the only way to know that is to put more weight on you. How do we know what you can lift? Put weight on. You wanna know what I wanna know? Let's get to the end of the story. You wanna know what I wanna know? What did she do after this? Because if she had great access, great resources, we were able to ascertain through deductive logic. She maintained her credit because she paid the medical debt. Even though she is unclean, she's still finding some way to generate an income. Which means she found a way to be productive even though society told her she couldn't be. And for some of y'all, you're about to see just how much of a curse breaker you are. Because people have put labels on you and you're about to bust out of every... They said you shouldn't because you're a woman. You shouldn't because you're a man. You shouldn't because of your race. You shouldn't because of your history. You shouldn't because of your criminal background. You shouldn't because of this. But lay your hands on yourself say, but I am the curse breaker. So she had great strength. The Bible says, but she had gotten worse. But, But we recognize she has great persistence. Imagine if you've been to every doctor and every doctor comes out with their gloves on. (laughs) Ma'am, there's nothing else we can do. We've tried and we cannot figure this out. We've tried and we cannot help you. What type of strength does it take to say thank you What you want me to do? Let's go see the next one. I don't like your silence right there. See, one shut door just means that ain't my door. But I keep knocking until a door opens. I keep seeking until I find. I keep asking until I get the answer. I pray God stir persistence in you. Come on, Wednesday, we're about to go, but I need you to touch somebody close to you. Say, I pray your persistence increase. Type that online. I pray your persistence increase. I pray that you don't let one no shut you down. I pray that you don't want let one no stop you. I pray you be persistent. Knock until it's open. Seek until you find. Ask until you get the answer. Say, ask. Seek, knock. So the doctors, the doctors all come to her with bloody gloves, saying, Can't help you. She goes home, says fine. I'll just give me another little outfit and I'll go see the next doctor. Because something in her said, this doesn't match my greatness. Ah. Something in her said, this situation does not match the greatness that I am. Ready? You know what's amazing to me is that even though she's got this constant issue of blood, you want to know what the Bible never says she did? She never became handicapped because of it. See, for some of y'all, your issue has now become a handicap. What's the difference? See, the issue is the problem. The handicap is what your mind tells you the problem keeps you from doing It's called an infirmity in scripture. See, an infirmity in scripture wasn't a sickness. It was the handicap your mind developed about the sickness. So even though she's bleeding, which means there's probably some level of iron deficiency. Come on, my nursing people. That means she's probably weak because she's got this constant flow of blood and the body now has to work to replenish and replace and all that. We don't see what the Bible says. And she got a walker because she was weak. I'm not knocking you if you have a walker, so don't take it that way. Pay pay attention, I'm not knocking you if you have the physical, pay attention to my point. For some of you, your issue, I'm just so sad. So now, your emotion has become your handicap. Okay. I just don't feel like doing anything. So you gonna let one thing stop you from doing everything? Y'all are quiet in this building now. The Bible never says that she was on a walker. It never says that she was on crutches. It never said that she started to make excuses for why her life was where it was. It just says she keeps getting up and going to doctor after doctor after doctor until she hears that there's a man that made medicine. They practice medicine. There's a God that practices healing they practice medicine there's a God that's a healer and for some of you your God is too big for you to live that small your God is too great for you to live that small open your mouth say greatness is all over me you are not a victim. You are not you're not some low person. You are not a failure. You're not a mistake. You're not a whore. You're not a loser. Whatever label they put on you, you are not. And I pray that every negative thing the enemy has spoken over your life, I had people to release over your life. That the power of that be broken now in the name of Jesus. And we replace it with what God says about you. He says, And I will make your name great, and you shall be a great nation, and you will be a great source of blessing. Shout great! Shout it again! Shout, great! Everybody stand! Everybody stand! Everybody stand! Everybody stand! Everybody stand! Everybody stand. So, she, 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 we never see the Bible say she's got a handicap because of her issue. Ever somebody next to you say, "Get rid of your excuses. Of your excuses. <laughs> just stop it. Just, just. Seriously, just stop it. Just stop. Just stop. Because while you, you can either make excuses." You ready? Or you can make moves. And I don't know about you. Woo! But baby, I'm ready to make some moves. Ready? Come on, stand with me. in the building, ain't no line. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Verse, verse 27. She heard. I like New Living Translation because it adds had where it doesn't have to add it. She had heard. You don't have to add had. It just puts it there for emphasis that it was past tense about Jesus. So, wh- why is she listening to stories like this? Because the greatness in her is looking for great news. See, when greatness is on you, while other people are looking at negative stuff about, ooh, whoa, is this? It's so bad, it's so bad. You're looking for stuff about well, how you can prosper in the midst of what's... somebody say, great news is about to hit your life. It's about... Notice, I didn't say good news. No, you've elevated, baby. You had great news. She had heard about Jesus. What was the rumor? The rumor was that people in the land were touching the hem of his garment. And I showed you on Sunday how Jesus, as a rabbi, he would have wore this garment. It's generically referred to as a prayer shawl, but the proper name is the tallit. At the end of the tallit, there are seven, what are called zits, or four, excuse me, what are called zeets. zeet zits, say zeet, watch me, and the Bible refers to this as a wing of the garment. So when the scripture says there's healing in his wings, God had prophesied hundreds of years in advance how she was going to get her healing. Let me see if I can say it to you another way. Before you ever had a problem, God had a great solution. Everybody look at me. Whatever you're facing, God has already figured it out. Whatever you're facing, God has already worked it out. All you got to do is walk it out. I wish... I had somebody in the building or online just take two steps, say, let's walk it out. Look at somebody, say, let's walk it out. Tell them, say, north side, walk it out. South side, walk it out. East side, walk it out. West side, walk it out. It's already figured out. It's already figured out. Listen, where am I going to get the money? You'll have to check by Friday. I wish. Come on, open your mouth. Say it's already worked out. Here we go. Bible says she had heard about Jesus. So there are these rumors. So she wasn't the first one to get healed this way. But because she's the great one, she's the only one you read about. Wednesday. She wasn't the only one. In fact, what got her healed was she heard that other people were getting healed. But her story is the one we know. Just like your story is going to be the one we know. It's a lot of people going through what you're going through, but you're going to be the one that's going to be on the Forbes list. I feel like prophesying. A lot of people been through what you've been through. But you're going to be the one that's teaching other people how to buy property with no money down. A lot of people been through what you've been through. But you're going to be the one that say I came through abuse. I came through negative situations and I'm still standing There's a lot of people that have been through what you've been through. But you're going to be the one that's called to be She heard about Jesus. So she came up behind them through the crowd. So there's this crowd, and when Jesus is there, literally he's on his way to go heal Jairus' daughter. Jairus, I like the Bible, Jairus. Not Jairus, Jairus. He's on his way to heal, he's a ruler of the synagogue, which means when he goes somewhere in public, he doesn't go by himself. He comes with an entourage, which means part of the crowd around Jesus was security, which means this wasn't just regular people. These were people who were trained to let nobody get through. How great are you that you got past? Oh, my. How great are you that everybody else got to go through these steps, but you got to open them? You better open up your mouth and say, there's greatness on me. <laughs> she had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd, which means. She couldn't, see some of you, here's, here's what greatness knows how to do. Greatness knows when to go low. See some of you, you think greatness means arrogant. That's not greatness. That's the antithesis of greatness. Greatness knows when to humble itself and say, in this setting, I'm not the teacher, I'm the student. So let me get low. In this setting, I need to learn how to honor. So let me bow the knee and honor. Y'all ain't gonna say, in this setting, I need to learn how to get low. And for some of you, that's why greatness keeps evading you and it keeps getting past you. It's because every time you need to get low, you get arrogant. And God says, I will not bless a prideful person. I will not bless an arrogant person. In fact, I rebuke the prideful. I rebuke and I rebuff. I'm not in the pride. Greatness gets low. Which means sometimes... You have to be in an uncomfortable position to get what you need. But what you need is too great for you to be that arrogant. Touch the person next to you say, I pray pride doesn't block you. Say, I pray arrogance doesn't stop you. Say, don't be afraid to humble yourself. Say, don't be afraid to apologize. Don't be afraid to get it right. Don't be afraid to be humble. She gets low. And when she gets low to the ground, when she gets low to the ground, nobody sees her. And for some of you, your humility is going to keep you under the radar. But God will keep you under the radar until it's time for your greatness to emerge and this is for me and about 50 other shouters right through here, is that we stayed under the radar long enough. But I prophesy in the month of May, your greatness is about to your greatness is about to to your greatness is about to emerge. Your greatness is about to emerge. Wednesday, lift your hands, open your mouth, say, my greatness is coming out. My greatness is coming out. She gets low, she gets low, and when she gets low, she, she grabs the hem of his garment. When she grabs the hem of his garment, because nobody sees her because she's under the radar, the Bible says that she touches, she touches his robe, hem of his garment. So she had great hope. Yeah, great hope. Now ma'am, you've had a bunch of, I'm trying to help some of y'all, because you, you had a bunch of bad news. For 12 years, all you got is the answer you didn't want to hear. For 12 years, all you got was failure. For 12 years, you tried and it didn't work. Listen to me. For 12 years, it didn't work. For 12 years, you didn't see what you wanted. For 12 years, you were frustrated. For 12 years, the enemy tried to make you say, you deserve this and you're going to die like this. For 12 years, the enemy tried to get you to take your own life because he knew that if you ever made it to win Jubilee, and spring feasts overlap. I don't like your silence. That you were about to have a woman with the issue of blood type of breakthrough. You're about to have a woman with the issue of blood type of situation happening in your life. Somebody say, I have great hope. Verse 28 For she said to herself, 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 what are you saying to yourself? You're so busy talking to everybody else. What are you saying to you? I need you to say things like, and I'm blessed, and I'm prosperous, and I'm favored. And every day I see God's hand working in my favor. I see the blessing of the Lord. I see things moving in my direction. I'm young. (laughs) I'm stronger now than I was before. (laughs) Favor finds me. Doors are opening for me. Boundaries are being broken for me. I am called to be great. I'm not a regular smuggler. And I won't apologize for it. Look at somebody say, What are you saying to yourself? I attract everything that I need. I attract the favor that I need. I attract the help that I need. All things work together for my good. All things work together for my good. Say it. For she thought to herself, she thought to herself. One translation makes it more specific for she said in herself. If I can touch his robe, I'll be healed. Look at me. Sh- you ready for this? Whiz, if you don't shout, I'm leaving. I'm going jogging. Because it's too hot out there to not be getting exercise in. I'm so upset today that I did not get a chance to exercise. I should be eight shades darker right now. You ready? You ready? She set the terms Let's go. Back to Cobb. Let's go. Wednesday. Wednesday. Did you hear what I just said? Did you hear what I just said? Some of y'all are saying, well, God, what are you gonna do? God said, set the terms! Hey. God said, set the terms! <laughs> Would you please touch me people, say, set the terms! Set the terms! Set the terms! You set the terms of your own miracle. You set the terms of your own breakthrough. You set the terms. Look at your neighbor say, set the terms. She said to herself, she said to herself, she said to herself. herself, If I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. Would you please look at somebody close to you and say, you're going to have to set the terms for this. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Wednesday, I'm going to give you 30 seconds to release a praise with no music. I'm gonna give you 30 seconds to release a praise, that you're about to set your own terms. You're about to set your May up. You're about to set your year up. You're about to set your business up. You're about to set your court case up. You're about to set your money up. You're about to set your future up. You got 30 seconds to release a praise. One, two, three, go, no music, go. Come on, you got to set the terms, you got to set the terms. You gotta set the terms. You gotta set the terms on three. Hello, shot set the terms. One, two, three, set the terms. You waiting on God. God said, set the terms. Set the terms. Set my terms. And I will give you exactly what I heard you say. And I will give you exactly what I heard you say. And I will give you exactly what I heard you say. Numbers 14, 28. And I will give you exactly what I heard you say. Touch three people, say, Set the terms. Jesus Christ, today. Say, Set the terms. For she thought to herself, If I can touch his robe, I will be healed. You get to set your own terms. Say, she had a great confession. Open your mouth, Wednesday. Say, she had a great confession. Look at verse 29. Once she said her terms, I want you to look at verse 29. Now, for those of you that don't have high faith, please don't do nothing. Um, a matter of fact, if you don't have high faith, can you just, and I don't mean this in a rude or disrespectful way, would you mind just going to the back if your faith is low? Because I, I just don't, I don't need you, I don't need cold water in my hot water right now. And I say that with all love, but I mean what I say. All right, all right look, check your row. Say, this is a faith row. Say, say this is. Say, tell them, say this is a we believe God row. So once she set the terms, look at verse twenty nine. Immediately, hey! Once she set the terms, say immediately. Say it again. Say immediately. The bleeding stopped, and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. And what had not happened in years. Put it on the screen. It happened in one day. Say what hasn't happened in years is gonna happen in one day. One day. One day. One day. One day. One day. Jesus, we got to go, verse 34, we got to go, and he said to her, and he said to her, we were introduced to her as what, woman, and he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well, so she had great resources, great access, great strength, great persistence, great hope. She had to pay a though, but she had a great confession. She set her own terms. And for some of you, the reason the terms have been so bad on your deal is because you set them that way. But I prophesy that tonight you're about to change your own terms. Woo! You're about to set your own terms. For the last day has the devil set the terms for you. For the last day, has your ex set the terms for you? For the last day, has depression set the terms for you? For the last day, has your anxiety set the terms for you? Wednesday, please, we're about to go, but I need you to open up your mouth and say, I get to set the terms. He said, go in peace. Your faith, go in peace. Your faith has made you well. Look at, look at and I know you're tired of at your neighbor. You'll be all right. Look at three people. Say, you did this. Three people, please. You did this. You did this. You did this. You are the ones that did this. God, God says, God says, you did this. He wants me. He says, go in peace. What is peace? Shalom. In other words, you waited 12 years so that nothing would be missing, nothing would be lacking, nothing would be broken. All is well. Translation. You've paid the fee, so your greatness just increased. And I don't know who I need to encourage on the opening of this series, but God told me to tell some of y'all that your fee has been paid in full. Please give me what I need. Your fee has been paid in full. Your fee has been paid in full. Your fee has been paid in full. Your fee has been paid in full if i'm talking to you i'll know because the loudest praise will be coming from your section if i'm talking to you youtube if i'm talking to you facebook if i'm talking to you on the app the loudest praise will be coming from your section you paid it you paid it you paid it You paid it, you paid it, you paid it. You suffered for this. You cried for this. You went through hell for this. You dealt with suicidal thoughts for this. You dealt with death for this. You dealt with liars for this. You dealt with betrayal for this. Your fee has been paid in full. Whoa! Say my fee has been paid. Uh Uh-uh, see I know I wasn't talking to everybody because only those that believe that will say that with authority. What do you mean my fee has been paid? My suffering has paid for this. Do you know the number of lies I had to deal with? Do you know the number of betrayals I had to deal with? Do you know the number of messy situations and people I had to deal with? I want to talk, and if I'm talking to you, run to this altar. If you've had to pay a great fee, you get to this altar with a great praise. If you ain't paid nothing, stay in your seat. If you ain't paid nothing, don't stand up. But if you paid something, stand up. At home, stand up and release a great praise. I I paid a great fee. 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 You couldn't live like everybody else. You couldn't be sloppy like everybody else. God wouldn't let you clap back at them when you wanted to. They lied on you, and God wouldn't let you tell the truth about them. You paid a great fee. You've paid a great fee. You've paid a great fee. Nobody knows the nights you wanted to take your life. Nobody knows the days you wanted to get in the car and drive to the Cherry Creek Dam and just nobody knows. You paid a great fee. You paid a great fee. Lift your hands in this building and online. You paid a great fee. Say, I paid a great fee. I paid a great fee. Please say it with authority. Say, I paid, a great fee. I paid a great fee. So my greatness is increasing. So my greatness is increasing. He said, Psalm 71, 21. Lord, increase my greatness and comfort me once again which means all of this fee paying was not comfortable all of this fee paying was expensive it's expensive to be me I wish you look at somebody close to you in the building online you type it in the comments say it's expensive to be me It's me. (laughs) it's expensive to be you it's expensive to be. This is why. This is why you love the way you do, because you you dealt with so much hate. This is why you're compassionate the way you are, because you dealt with so many people treating you like trash. This is why you can pray for people that other people throw away, because you knew what it was to be thrown away. This is why you can look at people and tell them you got this because you literally had to tell yourself that when you were ready to throw in the towel and ready to give up and ready to run away and ready to tell everybody to go straight to hell. There's a great fee you had to pay. The shame, the guilt, the condemnation. It's expensive to be you. This is why you should never let anybody make you feel bad. They don't know the price you paid to be you. They don't know the price you paid in this building and online. Tonight, if you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. On the count of three, you're going to throw your hands up. Those of you at the altar, just stay here for just a second. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure, wherever you're at in this building or online, I'm going to have you to throw your hand up. Secondly, if you've given your life to the Lord... But you've not been faithful your fee is in vain if you don't know god your fee is in vain if you don't get things right with the lord so tonight some of you you need to come back to the lord tonight's tonight. thirdly some of you you're giving your life to the lord but you're just not sure you don't know where things are you need to become a christian recommit yourself to the lord, or be sure in the building you're going to slip your hand up online you're going to do the hand wave emoji say it's me one two no guilt no condemnation no shame push away, persist, three if that's you, hands up in this building online, do the hand wave emoji just say it's me can I get everybody to pray this with me I don't care if you and Jesus went to school together and y'all got yearbook pictures say Father, thank you for dying in my place thank you for your love for me I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward, in Jesus name amen they said if you just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord Bible says heaven's celebrating we're celebrating all I need you to do take your phone out scan that QR code or text harvest to 55498 did you make
1: a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus we want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby so
0: Every day my employees get scam emails. I wanted to protect my business and clients, so I checked out CISA's Secure Our World. They've got four simple ways we can protect our businesses from online threats. Learn more at cisa.gov forward slash secure our world.